am so full. <laughs> <laughs> we had to start this over again, folks. Yes, this is we're doing the show all over again. Um, Big Daddy here clicked the wrong show, <laughs> and we uh, so we're, we get to read it a third time, <laughs> and uh, hopefully I'll get it right this time. Yes, with no tongue, I have faith. Tongue, no tongue tiedness. I'm, I'm glad I saved your response though because it's still fresh. Yes. And I get to hear it for the very first time. Hey, my friends, go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. We have our new website up. Go there and subscribe and uh, be part of our solution to the kids, the kids in here in California that we um, are fighting for in our schools. We need your help. Hello, Carol. Nice to see you. Full of Chinese food. <laughs> Lots of Chinese food, yeah, Carol. Not the other thing you're thinking there, Carol. Um, but uh, yeah, Chinese food. Uh, Mongolian beef and hot and spicy soup. Hot and sour, she hot says. Hot and sour, oh yeah. I'm sorry. What I say? Because <laughs> the hot's already spicy. <laughs> As opposed to cold, sour, and spicy soup. <laughs> Thank you. It was You're a lot. I can't imagine. I was I was I was surprised. It you was were... so good. It's been a long time since I've had that. I used to have that at my office all the time. So it brought back happy memories. Yeah, happy memories of the good times. Hey, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. And uh the reading for today is February 7th. The title is Faith is a Sure Foundation. Where's your faith, Hedia? Is the reference from Luke 8, 25. The scripture reading is Luke 8, 21 through 39. And Smith says, he says, the word of God is not only wonderful, but also powerful. Any natural condition can be changed by the word of God, which is a supernatural power. In the word of God is the breath, the nature, and the power of the living God. And his power works in every person who dares to believe his word. There is life through the power of it. And as we receive the word of faith, we receive the nature of God himself. Mm. It is as we lay hold of God's promises in simple faith that we become partakers of the divine nature. As we receive the word of God, we come right into touch with a living force, a power that changes nature into grace a power that makes dead things live and a power that is of God that will be manifested, manifested in our flesh. This power has come forth with its glory to transform us by divine acts into sons of God, to make us like the son of God by the spirit of God, who moves us on from grace to grace and from glory to glory as our faith rests in the living word. It is important that we have a foundational truth something greater than ourselves on which to rest. Yes. In Hebrews 2, 12, 2, we read, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is our life, and he is the power of our faith. We see in the fifth chapter of Acts that as soon as Peter was let out of prison, the word of God came. Go speak all the words of this life. There is only one book that has life. In this word, we find him who came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And by faith, this life is imparted to us. When we come into this life by divine faith, and we must realize that it is by grace we are saved through faith, and that it is not of ourselves, but is the gift of God. We become partakers of this life. This word is greater than anything else. There is no darkness in it at all. Anyone who dwells in this word is able under all circumstances to say that he is willing to come to the light so that his deeds may be seen. But outside the word is darkness and the manifestations of darkness will never desire to come to the light. 
because their deeds are evil. But the moment we are saved by the power of the word of God, we love the light and the truth, the inexpressible divine power, force, passion, and fire that we receive are of God. Drink, my beloved, drink deeply of this source of life. Mm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Someone said to me one day, I would not believe in anything I could not handle and see. Everything you can handle and see is temporary and will perish with the using. But the things not seen are eternal and will not fade away. Are you dealing with tangible things or with the things that are eternal, that are facts, that are made real to faith? Thank God that through the knowledge of the truth of the Son of God, I have within me a greater power, a mightier working and inward impact of life, of power, of vision, and of truth, more real than anyone can know who lives in the realm of the tangible, the realm of the tangible. I always think of the realm of the unseen. Wow. The thought for today, God manifests himself to the person who dares to believe. Woo. That was better even a third time. It was. It was so good. So let's go. And um, you've had a, a few moments there where even before we went on camera that were just like, wow, it, it, something hit you. Well, and bear with me, folks, because this may be obvious to you all. But uh, when I came to faith, I, I spent a lot of time engrossed in the Bible, trying uh, very uh, passionately to understand it. And so I got a bunch of commentary uh, through Logos software and was cross-referencing it against commentary for parts in historical context and things that I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. But I also was very intent. I did it prayerfully and the Lord spoke to me to help me understand the word, mm -hmm. but to also compare it to what I knew about Islam so that my understanding of the faith uh, in Christ would be accurate, would be strong and would be accurate. But to me, I always felt, though it, the words came alive and he would tell me things about myself in the scripture so I could see the scripture having a practical, direct application to my life, like literally, I still, until this very moment, didn't think about it as a spiritual exercise of ingesting the word to be more filled and Christ-like. There was somehow a separation in my mind to what God was teaching me intellectually versus it being a spiritual exercise. And so this is what I want to, this is what I want to draw your attention on to meditate on these words in the word of God is the breath, the nature and the power of the living God. And his power works in every person who dares to believe his word. There is life through the power of it. And as we receive the word of faith, we receive the nature of God himself. Mm. So as we read through faith, the evidence of things not seen, we are literally receiving the nature of Christ to become more and more in the image of Christ. As we're taught, as we're told, as we're practicing, as we pray, make me more like Christ, more of you, less of me. But reading the word is not an intellectual exercise or even just a, a oblig obligatory exercise. I have to read the Bible. That's what mm -hmm. we're supposed to do. We're Christians. That's what we do. 
but it, it should be a deeply spiritual exercise. Am I making sense? Yep. And that just hit me in this. Like I said, maybe it's something I subconsciously could understand earlier because I've seen the words come to life and I hear the Lord in certain scripture, but doing it as a spiritual exercise, like, in other words, changing my prayers. I used to pray every time I opened the Bible, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? What are you going to say to me today? Give me uh, eyes to see and ears that can hear what you're trying to say to me. But now I could see my prayer being, Lord, let me receive you. Let me become more like you through the power of your word. So manifesting more of his glory, of his truth, of his grace, of his courage, of all those things that make Christ Christ-like is reading it with that intention as opposed to what are you going to teach me? Not that it's bad to learn, but right. you know what I mean. I mean, this shouldn't be a whole new concept, but it is kind of a whole new concept. Isn't it a little? It is. Because I, I think of the things that are tangible, right? The things, is that what the word he uses? Mm -hmm. uh, Living in the realm of the tan tangible? Yeah. The, like this glass, you know, we can believe in this glass because we can see it in this here. But it's going to, at some point, it's going to get dropped and broken. It's going to end up in the trash. It's going to end up in a landfill somewhere. It's going to get taken to goodwill. It's going to eventually... So we can't put all of our faith in these things as these things go away at some point. And we know that as yes. believers, as, as, air, as, as people, love, you know. As people that lived in a few different homes, how much those things, you know, end up in the landfill. It's so much away stuff that ended up. Some things ended up in the landfill after you threw them away. That I didn't know you were talking <laughs> away. But, yes. um, but the thing that always carries on is the things are, that are the untangible. So in our flesh, before we were Christians, we we continue to bring a false God with us, false beliefs in ourselves, false things, and those things continue to follow us. Yes. No matter how much we get rid of the things, like I had a BMW convertible and a big white truck and a big white trailer and a whole bunch of stuff and two houses. And I thought that that I had tangible things and that made me who I was. Like, But even when those things went away, I was still the, the nasty, horrible person. I was still the person... Right. I thought if I got rid of those the, things, the things didn't make you no. or break you. Yeah, no, but it's, but once you get into the word of God, just as those bad things continue to follow you around your fleshly negative shadow that will not go away. When you change that and light comes upon you and causes those things to vanish. And then you allow God to dwell inside you. That's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. It changes you. Yes. And no matter, no matter what, the, again, the tangible things are the things that disappear. But that comes through reading. It. Yes. And be, yeah, living it, reading it, us reading it as a, as a couple and being in it and, and praying. All of that is, the, the, is what makes it. Um, ingesting it. Ingesting it. Wow. What do you guys think? that are watching i mean are we making any sense but i i feel like i'm getting you and i hopefully that, that sounded like I, i'm getting you you made a completely different point yeah but a um, equally valid point yeah. expanded hopefully expanded on in a, in a different thing that's not even close to what i was going to mention before oh what were we going to mention before? <laughs> I, I forget i forget 
Uh, now I can't remember. Oh, hold on. Let me go back to, back to the scripture. Um, oh, man, I, I don't know. And this line, uh, Hebrews 12, 2, which you've read a thousand times, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And I'm like, huh, the author, the author of our faith. So the word was God. The word was with God. The word came down, wrapped in flesh and dwelt among us. That's John. That's Jesus. So Jesus is the author, not only of the word, but also of our faith that he authors in his word and in us yep. through his word. Sorry. It's an epiphany for me, folks. This may be old hat for you, but for me, this is, <laughs> <laughs> we get uh, mind blowing. We get lost for words when something hits us uh, yeah. so deeply, but uh, outside of the word is darkness. And the manifestations of darkness will never desire to come to light because their deeds are evil. Mm. Wow. That's kind of where I was going with my kind of thing. But um, let's, let's get to a couple of these uh, parts of scripture that are noted in the devotional. Luke 8, 21 through 39 is the scripture reading. But he answered and said to them, my mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, master, master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water and they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the wind and the water, and they obey him. Then he sailed to the country of Gardenese. Is that what we decided it was? Yep. Which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out onto the land, there he met a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, but he, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. So he lived in the graveyard. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, O son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean to see even the demons believe. Um, and so they recognized who Jesus was. Can you believe people don't recognize, you know, humans don't, but demons do. Mm -hmm. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine were feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw what happened, they fled and told the city and in the country. They went out to see what happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. <laughs> and they were afraid. They also had seen what they it told them by means. They also, who had seen it, told them by what means he who had been under a demon possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gardenese asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear, and he got into the boat and returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus said to him, 
sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed through the whole city what great things Jesus had done. So again, I've read this story many times and I thought to myself, first of all, I never focused on that word abyss because I wondered when the legion of demons asked to go into the swine instead, but the swine all run into the lake and drown, why did they ask to go to the swine instead of the abyss? And I still, the, the answer still doesn't come to me, but now at least I understand when they didn't want to go, they didn't want to go somewhere else. They didn't want to go to the abyss, but why was drowning in the lake better? Maybe somebody who's watching knows the answer. Just heard teaching on it. Um, well, the abyss, they didn't say thrown into the fire. All demons will be destroyed on the day of wrath, but it doesn't say that they would have been destroyed. They would have been sent back out into the prince, the prince and principalities of dark forces, but they preferred to drown in the swine. Devils like bacon. <laughs> question, though. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's some teaching on it. So if somebody's watching who knows, I'd love mm -hmm. to hear. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the author, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Acts 5, 20, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Uh, that's when Peter and the apostles were in prison and then the angels unlocked the prisons, prison doors and let them out. And that's what um, they heard from God. John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God so that none may boast. John 3, 21. But he who does, not, who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. And finally, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is. Very cool. You know, it's funny. Carol's um, <laughs> so confused. <laughs> Carol says, I had a conversation with one of my fellow police cadets the other night. She said, religion is stupid. I was extremely disappointed. I felt sorry for her. It dis it disturbed me. I am no saint, but wow, I might be off topic as usual. I don't think so. No, actually, no, I Carol, I think that a lot of people are fed up with religion. So I often tell people, like, you're a Christian. I'm like, no, I'm a Christ follower. Because Christ being a Christian has all these connotations of being like a hypocrite. I mean, people have so many negative associations with religion whatever religion it is. And being a Christ follower is so much more than a religion. It's really, it's really a transformative personal relationship with a living God that has the power to transform. But this and tendency to base our thoughts of religion on people what we see <laughs> in the church. <laughs> right. And I, I did too. And I, and I might've been this cadet fellow police cadet. Um, that, that was my attitude for decades right <laughs> because everybody I saw including including people that i had married were horrible people 
and claim to be Christians. And you I didn't was, just say that. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I was going, but you do this and then you say this. And I think, why would I be a part of this if, uh, if I don't want to be like you? Right. And so that, that's where I think a lot of people get this. Like they see a, a Christian who is a horrible person and say, why would I choose that? Of, choose that. But the problem, but the problem is that's that, that, um, that's just a fellow patient in the hospital. <laughs> right. Is that the, when I learned it was somebody said in uh, one of the men's groups I was with, it was, been, it was probably the instructor said that the, the most important thing you need to understand is that the worst thing about a church are the people. <laughs> that's what, that's sure. what told me. And I went, wow, I've never heard anybody say that before because that is so true. He goes, it's not about, your faith is not about the people in the church. Yes. Your faith it has to do with Jesus Christ and him being your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit dwelling inside you. And that, that's, that's the faith. Amen. And understanding that the people that join you in the church are just as broken as you are. Exactly. More so, or maybe a little bit. It's a hospital. And that that's, you all need each other. And your job is to help them understand that it's about Jesus Christ. It's not about the the people, the person sitting next to you. You need a church. You need a group of people because the church is to be done together and helping lift each other up, helping them understand and helping them get out of the, 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 roller coaster of of sin yes uh, and being there when they fall and when they have good things happen to them and when they're struggling and when their faith is weak and like all of us that you know it really should be as the lord asked it to be like one body where if one hurts the whole body hurts and if we were to treat it more like that that we're all like getting chemotherapy and somebody's thrown up and somebody's in remission and so then we would better tolerate the hypocrisy and the inconsistencies um but it's hard i mentioned the story before i i found myself in the back of this amazing mercedes benz that uh, uh his mom owns it's like the most amazing mercedes benz i've ever been i didn't know they made the mercedes benz like i didn't either until they bought it <laughs> and i'm in the back seat with her housekeeper <laughs> Assistant. She's now a personal assistant. Oh, he's a housekeeper. Come on. And uh, it was the same conversation, right? It was that I, I, you know, I used to go to church and I, I would go to church, but I can't, I don't like the people (laughs) and I don't, I don't understand. And, uh, and I'd said, well, it's, and then we talked about this relationship with God and your relationship with Jesus. And that's the thing that you have to find a way to get to. Once you find a way to get that relationship with Jesus, It'll help you put up with those sinful people. Yes. And, uh, and find people and like-minded people that will help lift you up. To do life with. Yes. It'll, it'll completely change your perspective. And, um, you know, you'll find those people that are difficult to be around. I mean, we do. I'm not me. Hedia does. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. It is, it is a work of art watching Andy extract himself from a conversation he it's brilliant i I, i've never seen he said it and then he told me it's my superpower and i was like what's your superpower he's like avoiding conversations i don't want to have like i was like holy cow that's exactly what it is it's a superpower he has this way he can like sachet gently away from a conversation that he never really got into in the first place because he just, he knew it was sus- suspicious. Yeah. I, uh, I identify 
a bad conversation. Quickly. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and I will suddenly remarkable. disappear. People go like, "Where'd you go?" Yeah. <laughs> you, one moment you were in the conversation, the next minute I did, I couldn't find you. It's my superpower. Yes, really, just, it I, is. I'm like, uh, like a bewitched. Yeah. I twinkle my nose, and I'm. <laughs> I want no, to say hi I, to I mean, Jan too. Hi, Jan. I love these people. And Susan Mendez. Hi, Susan. Oh, Susan. Hi. Nice to see you. She likes nice. my epiphany. Epiphany. Yes. Nice. Thank you, Susan. Yeah, Susan. I got to call your friend like every day, every day. Susan's friend? Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is she the one from the TV? Yes. Uh, oh, every day I think I got to call him. It drives <laughs> me crazy. You have just, there's been so much. So much good, so much good stuff. I say the same thing. Uh, Jen says, I say the same thing. I'm a Bible believing Christ follower. Awesome. Susan says, you bet. <laughs> um, yes, call. I will. I will. I will. I will. I will call. Um, but um, there's something I was going to bring up about this whole thing. Oh, about evil. As soon as I saw that yeah. word evil, we have this TV show that we started watching. And I'm not sure if it's a Christian show. But no, no, sprinkled, sprinkled with Christian. <laughs> I, I, but actually, I love I'm not. It. I'm not going to compare it to the chosen because I think people would follow. No, follow I was going to say the same thing. But it is. It is a very good demonstration mm. of good and evil. And and for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's basically mainstreaming the idea of demons and demonology and principles and powers in the, in the dark realm and. It is, uh, it has got two non-believers that are part of the expert team. And then this representative of the Catholic church, and he's constantly trying to, um, how do you say, like uh, unchristianize the expression so that it would translate in a secular world. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant the way he does that because like, right. One of the team members is a psychotherapist. And so, She's struggling with this whole possessed by a demon and she just keeps calling him psychopaths. And he's like, if that's going to help you understand what I'm trying to communicate to you, then that's fine. And I told Andy, it's like, you know, at the end of the day, does it really make a difference if you believed that the demon exists or that it's just a psychopath that was possessed by a demon or which came first, the demon possession or the psycho psychopathology, you yeah. know? Um, or in this but, last case is a murder. Right, that needed to be covered up by acting like they were possessed type of thing. We're not going to give too much away because if you watch it, it's it's that's a brilliant show. But I love that the characters. You got a Catholic. You got what I would guess is an agnostic. Is she like? Would you say agnostic or yeah, fallen away from the church? Yeah, but but not, not atheist. Yeah, uh, and then you have and a Muslim. Muslim. So you got a guy who's like the technical genius and can figure things out, kind of like a and I'm not necessarily a scientist, but like a critical thinker. Yes, a non-believing in the whole thing. Right. Like everything is, there's nothing that is of the of the demon realm with him. Right. It's always can be explained. You got the psychologist who thinks it's always a mental breakdown of some sort. And then you have the Catholic who's he's <laughs> with the he's two of crazy, them. He always wants he kind of wants it. He goes, one of these days it's gonna be the devil. Uh and then sometimes it's called evil. It's on uh, yes. uh, Amazon Prime. It's very it's a very I think it's very well done. I do too. And it's not over the top to where I think a Christian would get in trouble. You know what I mean? Meaning in trouble. Like you shouldn't watch that because you're Christian. Right. I think actually you should watch it. It's it's again, yes. it's it's the opposite of the chosen. It's like the op it's like the it's like yeah. of, of the of, of what is, is evil. Right. 
and how to figure it out. What and I think that I think sometimes we need to figure out. We need also not only figure out what is evil as opposed to what is um, somebody that has just a psychological problem. Right. And they do a really good job of dissecting the two. Cause in some of the episodes, it is clearly a malicious intent that has nothing to do with demons. And then some are hard to tell. Is it a demon or is it psychopath, psychopath, psychopathology, or is it a little bit of both? On their side, you have, you have false uh, prophets, false teachers, false gods, Yes. And so that's why I think there's a little bit of this it's kind of the opposite. And uh, Carol's like, am I, a, am I bad for feeling like my Catholic friends want me to join a cult? <laughs> Their way or no way. <laughs> well, having been a member of a cult uh, in my previous life before Jesus saved me, I, I get it. Like, I get that whole, I mean, that's what they say about us, though, too. So, um, but the interesting thing about the show is that they are working for the Catholic church and the Vatican to uncover some of the things, but they take digs at the Catholic church. So they're kind of, you could see this subtle messaging of some of the corruption of the mm-hmm. Catholic church and how they cover things up and how they do things a certain way so that their name and reputation and existence is not tarnished. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was pretty clever too. And just with every show, there's some woke moments. So just get yeah. ready for that. It'll, it comes in. I mean, this is not, it's not Bible teaching folks, but it's just, it's, <laughs> no. it's just a really good, if you don't know anything about demons, if you're not interested in demonology and the study of um, prince, princes and principalities of the dark realm, um, it's a great introduction. Because it makes some biblical references too. Oh yeah. And they, they have some really cool things in there that uh, you can actually look up in the Bible. Absolutely. And make references to. I think there was even something about the, the swine up in one of them yes yeah it was brought up in that last episode yeah this exact biblical story so what was i going on that because there was something in the devotional oh just the, the evil i think evil got, got me started evil <laughs> got me started <laughs> uh susan says and if he invites you to come to the studio please pray about making the trip oh that's yeah. sweet that'd be awesome yes i want to do that for sure I swear I got to do it. We had uh, my daughter's birthday party, which had nine girls over. I can't remember. Um, everybody she invited, um, it came over and they had a blast. It was very sweet. I'm very happy because, you know, in the past she's set up birthday parties, but her thing is she waits the last minute to invite people. So she would wait like the day before. Hey, come over to my birthday party. Well, when is it? Uh, tomorrow. And they go, well, I, you know, we got stuff going on. I got homework to do, whatever. Um, but this one, she planned ahead and it all came together. And then Zara uh, came home from her um, uh, competition and joined the party. And, and it couldn't have gone better. Yes. It's just you know, a bunch of little giggling girls, 13 years old, 14, 13, 14 years old, maybe even 12. Yes. Was one that was 12. And um, just they had a blast. It was a, when she told me it was from 1130 or something like that until 9.30, I said, you got to be kidding me. They're not going <laughs> to stick around till 9.30. They stuck around till 9.30. Yes. Um, so we had that. And then, you know, we have, of course, our lacrosse and all our cheerleading stuff uh, going on. So, uh, oh, and the school board stuff. Wow. Some school board stuff has gone crazy. Oh, then we went to uh, election integrity. Um, that was a there. snoozer. It was not. <laughs> How did you find that a snoozer? Oh, the stuff happening in California, some of the stuff that they she shared with what is the reasoning behind um, some of the problems we have in our elections here in California, and I'm sure in all the other states, 
um, with the dead people voting and the voter rolls that are just not people have been dead for years. And but yeah, I got to tell you honestly, what what annoyed me mm-hmm. was that they've been fighting the fight for a decade, and basically their solution, their their summation was it's unsolvable. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Well, it's so tangled. It's such a mess. I'm like, well, so if it's unsolvable, why are we? Well, and then she says, you have to break it. You just have to break it. It's it's a mess. Yeah. It's it's an utter mess. And as somebody who's spent decades in the government, yeah, if the yeah. the concept of breaking things is not yes. uh, well, there's no other way to probably fix it. That's what that's what our former president thought he would do when he came in. <laughs> Oh, he would. He'll be back. All right. He'll be back. Uh, but yes, Susan, I want to call um, your friend. That'd be awesome. Um, but overall, it's been a very busy week. So we could use your prayers coming into this next week because we're going to we're going to Sin City. Yes. Uh, My daughter has a cheer competition. Yes. Why they pick Sin City? It's, it's a very it's, popular place. For, yeah. Apparently, they're that's national. Where the, that's where the moms there. want to go. Well, no. I mean, it's not. <laughs> It's Jams International. I mean, Jams Nationals. So yeah. it's always every year it's held there. The gymnastics, when she was in gymnastics, mm-hmm. it was also held there. You know, they have trade shows there all the time. Yeah. I guess it's just like a fun place. We did our one of our FBI seminars there, too. Yeah, a lot of police seminars yeah. there, too. For the, for the, for that for the very reason. <laughs> it's actually, I'm a little nervous because <clears throat> it's actually the first time I've allowed her to go to Vegas because... I did not let her go to the gymnastics one because I didn't want her going to Vegas. And I just mm. historically did not want her eyes to ingest that stuff. Mm. Eyes are windows of the soul. And I didn't want her to absorb it. Um, but I broke up. I broke down and yeah. acquiesced. Yeah, I remember just one, just one. It's a short story. So don't start naming. Uh, <laughs> now, I remember uh, in these in these canine conferences, our conferences that we put together, we made sure that there was a lot of stuff, a lot of information, a lot of practical application stuff. And so we would start early in the morning, like nine o'clock early for cops. And in this case, we would go until like one o'clock at night. And the cops were so angry. Right. We didn't come to Vegas to be in a a seminar. You know, from nine o'clock in the morning, it's a week long conference. It's seven days. Oh no. Not five days, seven days. Oh, and they were like, Who's conscious that long? Oh, they stuck around. We, we broke some dogs. Some dogs couldn't handle that much training. But yeah, they were so angry at us. We come to Vegas. We didn't come to Vegas to, 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 to go to school. Well, you came to a school in Vegas. Yeah, but we didn't come to go to the school. We came to drink and, and gamble. Uh, oh, but, uh, they, they were so angry at us. Well, they, I'm very. We didn't lose anybody. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Carol's comment. Mm. She said, my probate lawyer lives there. Punch him for me. Carol, I'm just about to interprobate. And so if you've got horror stories, I'm going to private message you so that you could get, give me the skinny because my lawyer is making it sound uh, somewhat simple, long and arduous, but simple. And I'm a little terrified of what it's going to entail. So I'm curious. Yeah. It's just a whole, it's, a, it's the dumbest process I've ever heard in my life. That's another one that needs to be broken. It's Whoa, a, she had nine years. Uh, <laughs> nine no, years. No, Carol. <laughs> no, it cannot be. Look at that face. <laughs> my mom will live maybe nine years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 
Oh my God, Carol, I have to hear the story. I'm like, I'm horrified now. That story is going to take a very long time. Hey. <laughs> Unlike you, I will not escape. I will listen diligently and attentively, Carol. I learn a lot from listening to people talk on and on and on. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Oh my, nine years. That is that so sounds like my divorce. Yeah. We're getting pretty close to nine years. Yeah. Yeah. It's still going on. Not my door. I'm divorced, but the, the, the other stuff, settlement, the settlement and all that stuff. Going on. Wow. <gasps> oh, Carol. Wow, these things are oh a mess. What a, what a, it's just so silly. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get, it'll. It, well, it's an excuse for everybody to make money. The lawyers make money. The courts make money. The, the mm -hmm. clerks make money. It just, and, and the poor the estate holders yep. suffer. End up with 30 cents probably at the end of it. Jan says. Oh, Jan, thank you. There's hope. <laughs> it was a year and a half recently for my daughter and her husband. Oh, um, there's hope. And to think that's California. It shouldn't even take a year and a half. These people, the, the, the spouse of the person who died, who worked all of his life, 60 years, 70 years, whatever it was, worked hard. Right. It, it just makes it seems like whatever he put into this life should just go to the spouse. You think. And then but it's an opportunity for everybody and their mother to complain. Heirs, creditors, debtors, uh, you know, everybody well, can decide complain. where it goes. Why can't she? She's the, the spouse. It's it's like the lotto for the government, you know. Oh, my gosh. That's very Come sad. On, Jesus, take us. Take us. <laughs> And who would help my mom if we were raptured out? Oh, of well, you, you'll get her to believe. It's just the last second. She'll say, I oh, believe in Jesus. That'd be nice. Have you guys had any talks in, lately? In the, in the last oh, no. It's yeah. all about the Muslim stuff from my dad's cemetery for his tombstone um, and all that. So I'm like, this doesn't sound like a good time. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, maybe when that stuff's done, then I could, <laughs> I could start again. You can't say, see how much work this is? See all these things that you have to do? And, you have to, and then you have to visit the, the grave in a year and have the anniversary. Uh, yeah. like, like There's all this stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. Like, if you just believe in Jesus. Say, I, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. You're done. Yeah. And believe. Have faith. We'll see. So much easier. God is great. And the Bible says so. Amen. <laughs> Anything else, my love? We I'm talk anything good. more about our our personal lives? <laughs> I think we covered it. Oh, I went to the doctor today and had a physical. You gonna tell him what the doctor said? No. <laughs> He's you're as healthy. He as said a... my knee. He goes, your knee's fantastic. He goes, you just have a, a problem with your kneecap. He goes, you have no arthritis. And he goes, everything's fine. He twisted, it, turned it. He goes, that knee. That's one of the strongest knees I've ever felt. So he wouldn't order the MRI. For no, you? he goes. It's not. It's not going to tell you. It's going to tell you that your kneecap is um, stressed. You stressed it when you fell, and it takes a long time to heal. It's just one of those things that takes a very long time to heal. He goes. Oh. Um, you go to a physical therapist. We'll give you some exercises, and just continue. And so it, maybe that's what happened to my mom when she fell. Could be because it's really bothering her, and he won't order an MRI. It's only when either. I straighten out my leg. He pushed out my leg to the side, to the left, to the right. He goes. Oh my God. He goes. There's nothing wrong with your knee. It's a knee, you hurt it under the kneecap. And when you straighten it, it causes a lot of pain and it hurts. It's not arthritis or anything. And he, he did everything. He, he went through it. And, oh, um, nice. 
Alfalfa gets rid of her. I don't have arthritis, Susan. <laughs> she fell riding a shopping cart. Oh my God. Why did they tell story? the people? <laughs> you want to hear the funniest story? I was in the mall, the little mini mall, getting food today. Yeah. And there was this man going 100 miles an hour on his shopping cart. And it really was difficult <laughs> for me not to scream down the, the lane. Hey, you may not want to do that. And he was our age and he was just like down on the concrete outside yes. of the parking lot. And I was it's thinking, so much myself, fun. oh man, it's yeah. like winning the lotto. You That's how I hurt it. my knee, by the way, because I was ready yes. in a grocery cart and it had eggs in it and other groceries and not one of them hit the ground. They went flying through the air and it, it was, <laughs> you should have seen, that was the greatest thing. Was it not? Yes. I, Watching I, you save I, it, yes. I was turned into a pretzel. One, my right foot was up by my my right ear, and my left foot was up by my left ear, and yet I was catching all the groceries. It was spectacular. Wow. Carol says, six months for my mom. My dad was divorced for thirty years to my stepmom, but she claims she's the wife. Oh goodness, Carol! If some woman to. comes out and says he was my, she was my dad's wife. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> oh, goodness. As far as we know, there's only one wife. As far as we know. Uh, but you never know. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> All right. We've had enough of this. What, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. We don't need any more stories okay. to make this any more difficult. I see you sit down on the computer and I just see all the documents start to come up and I just see your whole, your, everything <laughs> changes. Yeah, changes. Like, yes. Uh, you, kind of, you kind of look like that woman in the, 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 the evil, that last picture. <laughs> you don't. With the throw up on her? <laughs> That's not very Oh, nice. but you get on the phone with those attorneys and with the insurance people. It's maddening. I can hear the voices and you're going, what? No. <laughs> Let me speak to a manager. Is there somebody above you? That, I mean, it's just like, it goes totally wrong in just a matter of seconds. That's <sighs> uh, so horrible. I'm sorry, my love. And you don't look like the possessed woman. You don't. Thank you. I was just exaggerating. Thank you. you... Especially the throw up. I'm most concerned yeah. about the throw up. I was thinking these horror movies, like why don't they change their clothes? These people in the show are going through demonic possessions over like days. And they're always wearing these really dirty, disgusting clothes. And I was like, well, in the middle of the possession, is there a reason why the clothes filled with throw up have mm -hmm. to stay on them? Can they just not give her a clean nighty and be like, okay, honey, day number four, let's just change your clothes. Well, they're always tied to the bed and stuff. Okay. You how do you get those them. clothes off when you're tied to the bed? Uh, cut them. What? Then, well, the then how do you get the new ones on? Over the head. I don't know, but it's just. <laughs> you need bad. the gowns like I was wearing today with the butt yeah. open up. Yeah. You need one of those. Okay. That's it. Anything else? That's all we got, folks. Yeah. Thank you, though. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, we went on about some nonsense there. Hey, uh, but the good news is that we, uh, strangely enough, with all that, we're recommended uh, one of the top five, five recommended shows. What'd you take over? What are we? <laughs> you don't ever let me. You... <laughs> like to do it what are the top five what recommended, recommended podcast yes. for 2022 on the edify app check it out here we go this podcast is part of the edify podcast network edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top christian podcast today download the edify app for free from the app store or google play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I 
edifi.app. E-D-I-F-I.app. I tell you Such that- Such a catchy tune. Thank you. E-D-I-F-I I tell you, I was walking into the La Habra Kaiser. I thought we were not doing any more no, stories. No, did, uh, did I tell you? I was walking into La Habra Kaiser. Uh-huh. And <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody could see me needling you. And there's this man coming out. And as soon as he hit the, the door, he pulled off his mask like I do. I actually pulled off about 10 feet prior to it. You're wearing the, masks in stores right now? The Kaiser Permanente. Oh, you yes. heard that Newsom's lifting the mask mandate. No. All of California, February 15th. Really? Yep. In time for the Super Bowl. Yep. So he can go without a mask. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm walking in and I'm not putting on it's my mask won't. until I, they tell me to put it on. And this guy come, is coming out and he's, he rips it off like this. And he, he rips it off and he looks up at me and he looks at me. This happened he, to you last time. Yeah, I think so. And he goes, are you Andy? He goes, I watch your stuff on. Uh, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> what is it with you cops? Even in Guadalajara. Uh, somebody recognized me from our, our show. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. But it was funny that he was like, you take, take off his mask. He's one of my peeps. He's one of your peeps? Yeah. The other people, you know, they walk out with their mask. They get in the car with their mask, roll up the windows, look around, and then take off their mask. Like, they're idiots. <laughs> All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. Take care. Have a great day. God bless. Bye. <laughs>